All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, October 5th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and joined by my co-host here, Big Marcel. What's up, man? How's it going? Yeah, all good, man. How are you doing? Always uh, glad to uh, talk some MMA with you, obviously. Yeah, I always, I always look forward to our chats, man. Monday and Tuesday, Marcel. It's always uh, two of my favorite hours of the week, talking to mm-hmm. you about the fights, talking to the people in the chat about the fights. We do have a card this weekend, UFC Vegas 39. Dern versus Rodriguez, and we also have a card tonight, Marcel, Dana White's Contender Series, so we'll talk a little bit about that, but obviously yeah. the bulk of today's podcast is going to be spent on this card on Saturday night. So any thoughts on this card before we get into it? Like, that's a whole, what do you think? Because I'm looking at it, and just being completely honest, it, it does look like one of the weaker cards in a while, but you know, I hate to be the guy who says it because everyone says this, but a lot of these cards that don't look great on paper end up being like some of the more exciting cards. So just what's your thought? Yeah, I'm with you there, man. I think uh, it's not really appealing to the eye if you look at it, you know. But, uh, man, we watch it anyway. And it's an early card over here, you know. So I'm probably missing the prelims. I will watch it back after the main card. So <laughs> it's pretty funny, you know. Many people in Europe are like, yeah, early. But I'm like, no, not good. I rather like it a little bit at night. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all good. We will we'll, uh, we'll definitely watch it, but I don't know when I will watch it. The main card I will watch live. No worries at all. Yeah, I think it's a little bit earlier here too. Let me double check the time. I'm pretty sure it starts at 1 p.m. Eastern. Let me double check that. I'm pretty sure it does. And yes, 1 p.m. Eastern. So 4 p.m. Eastern for the main card. So it's an early start, like you said, Marcel, which Mm -hmm. I personally like a little better. I love afternoon MMA. It's my favorite of all the times of the day. I like afternoon MMA the best, but you know, it is what it is. Cole's here. Hey, Cole. He says next week card's worst. Yeah, you told me about that, Cole, this morning. Cole sent me a, a, yeah, it's not great. Norma Dumont in the main event against Holly Holm. I mean, anyways, we're not here to bash the cards. Like, UFC, they, but we I don't be think, honest. I don't think they should put five cards on this month. That's what I, I think the issue is. Because most months have three or four. This month has five cards. So when you mm-hmm. have five cards, you're going to stretch it thin, right? That's why you're having main events like uh, Holly Holm and Dumont next week. But I think this week's main event's not bad. Anyways, let's get into the card, Marshall. Let's just start with it. The, uh, the first fight of the night, guys. And as always, we used the UFC stats lineup. So we have 11 fights to talk about today. Again, we use UFC stats. We go from the bottom to the top. First fight of the night, Marcel. We have – let me double-check this one thing. Yeah, we're good. Okay, so Steve Garcia against Charlie Ontiveros opens up the card. It's a well, it's a lightweight belt, Marcel, which is – Yeah, yeah. This is, this is what I'm scratching my head at. Lightweight is very, very strange here because Ontiveros fought his last fight against uh, Kevin Hall at middleweight. So he took a year off. He's dropping two weight classes now against Steve Garcia. We also had a long layoff from the cage, but Garcia enters this fight. Marcel, huge favorite, minus 300. Ontiveros plus 250. I got to be honest, I'm doing my research and I'm like, man, I got to like Steve Garcia here. I was like, crossing my fingers, please be a good uh, line, minus 300. But you can see why people are betting against Charlie Ontiveros. This guy has been knocked out seven times, Marcel. And Garcia not, wins most of his fights by knockout. Just give me your thoughts on this fight and Ontiveros dropping two weight classes because that seems kind of crazy to me. Yeah, Charlie Ondiveros, our sideshow Bob, so as people call him all, all the time. Um, yeah, we all know he came to UFC on short notice, right? He was fighting Kevin Holland, the middleweight. Actually, normally fights at welterweight. Yeah, so, so we should mention that, of course. Yeah. He's usually a 170 year. That's, that's true. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he, 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 I think he got slammed or something, and he, he injured his neck, and the fight was over at that moment. We haven't seen him for, for some time. Uh, Steve Garcia, debut, also short notice fight against Luis Pena, uh, then got booked for three more fights and got and pulled out and, th- and pulled out three times, first at LFA. No, two, two more fights, I have to say. He pulled out of that LFA fight to fight the Luis Pena. That, that's how it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Steve Garcia is a, is a pretty good fighter, in my opinion, man. I mean, I, I saw him many times uh, in, the, in, the, in the regional scene of some LFA, and he even had to, had a run in Bellator, you know, earlier. Yep. So, um, yeah, Pena was just too strong for him at that moment, but he didn't have a – he actually – he was training, you know, for, for an LFA fight, you know, but um, he, he got Pena instead. Um, you know – I'm just not sold on Antiveros at all, man. No disrespect to the guy, but I don't really know if he is UFC material, if I'm really honest. And Steve Garcia, I, I see I see the value, not the value in the, in the line or whatever, but I see value in Steve Garcia in this fight. And I think Steve Garcia can stop him, man. I, I would go with a TKO in the second round for Steve Garcia in this one, man. There you go. You got a, you got a big fan here. Epic MMA says Marcel's the truth. He damn well is, man. Got to tell Patty Pimblett that, though. Patty's the one who denies it. <laughs> Anyways, let's not get into that. Um, 
I agree with you on this one. Steve Garcia should win this fight. I mean, there's a reason he's minus 300. I wish the line was cheaper. I was hoping it'd be cheaper, but it's not. Um, you know what, Marcel's weird is like he had a knockout of contender series, and I thought they were going to sign him. They didn't sign him off the show, remember? If he was mm-hmm. on this season, Dana White would have signed him right away. It's crazy. Like he's one of those guys that got passed, but ended up making it to the UFC. I've known Steve Garcia for a long time. I saw him fight Joe Warren in Bellator years ago. He even fought Ricky Turkios in Bellator five years ago, which at the time you're like, who are these guys, right? End up being yeah. two pretty good prospects. Turkey was obviously fighting really well at Bantamweight. Um, Garcia used to fight at Bantamweight. He's fighting at lightweight now. That is a little weird here because you have a smaller guy going up against a bigger guy in Ontiveros. But I don't trust Ontiveros at all, guys. He's been knocked out. He's been finished, I should say, seven times. He's been injured or knocked out seven times to lose. And, yeah, he does have some offensive striking. He can he could win this fight in the first round maybe, but I don't really see it happening. Um the uh, the size difference is kind of interesting, but even with the the size difference, Steve Rossi is not a, a small lightweight either. He's he's a decent size for this division. So I think this guy's grown into his weight now, and I, I think he'll do well in this fight. And I think he probably finishes Antiveros. Um, that's that's what I'm thinking here, Marcel. Antiveros gets finished again, eighth finish in his or eighth knockout against him. I don't think he's UFC caliber. I think he's in the roster because uh, Mick Maynard likes him because he's a Texas guy who's fought in all those shows. That's the only reason I think he's on the roster. Uh, I don't think he's the UFC caliber fighter. Also, Jose just gave us an update. He said Hugo Canes of next week's contender is Martin Boudet against Lorenzo Hood. There you go, Lorenzo Hood back. Thanks, Jose. Kevin Scott, what's up, man? Rogan calling and Patty Pilmington like 20 times to let you know who the relevant one is. It's Big Marcel. Damn right it is. Okay. So we both no, have no, Steve Garcia in the first fight. Now we, no, we, no, we can't say anymore where the hood at, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go to the next fight here. We got Lupi Gonides against Sam Hughes. And the odds for this one. Lupi minus 210, Hughes plus 175. And I got to mention, Marcel, this is actually the third time they fought. This is the third time these two have fought. They fought twice as an amateur um, with a draw and a win for Gonidez. So this is the third time, guys. I, I wasn't able to find those fights. If anyone has them, let me see them. But uh, I guess that's probably why Gonidez is the favorite because they fought before and she won. So what's your thoughts on the fight, Marcel? Yeah, first of all, I'm gonna call her Lupita because Lupi sounds like Snoopy, you know. And she uh, wants to be called sorry. Lupi. I just watched her in with James. Uh, yeah, she wants to. Yeah, he changed her. It's just Lupi now. It's Lupi Gonidas. Even on the UFC site, I okay. think. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's I will call, I'll, it. I'll call her Lupi if she wants to get called. She's like Ricky Glenn, man. You change it from Rick to Ricky. You know, you got Lupita to Lupi. So we got Lupi. That's her official name now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. If you say so, we'll do it. Um, Lupi Godinas. Um, I think she got kind of robbed in her in her UFC debut, man. I think she won that fight against Jessica Penne. Um, if you look before, she had a great fight at LFA against Vanessa Demopoulos. Amazing fight, I think. It was a majority decision win for her. Um, Sam Hughes, um, she actually also fought Vanessa Demopoulos in LFA, and she lost to her. It was also for the title, fourth round triangle choke. Uh, she fought twice in the UFC so far against Tisha Tora. She got stopped in the first round, or they asked her... Marcel, you there? We're back. Yeah. Okay. Go, back. go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So, um, yeah, she she got uh, she got an injury. She didn't want to continue, and she stopped. Uh, after that, Loma looked boomy. Listen, man, Loma would be great if she if there was a one five division, man. She would she would kill it there, you know. Yuke's uh, super scrappy, but I think Godinez is um, the 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 better athlete overall. I'll go with Godinez, man. The decision here, I think, it will be a fun fight. Yuke's always scrappy, always come forward, but uh, I think Godinez has the more the better quality in fight. So I'm going with uh, Godinez. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see those fights if I could, but everything I've seen, I mean, there's no reason she shouldn't win this fight. Uh, she should be the stronger fighter. I think that's the difference. Just, she's just physically stronger. I think Sam Hughes is decent. You know, she's scrappy. She'll be in the fight. I'm thinking it goes to the decision, Marcel. I think that's you know what a lot of us are thinking. Over two and a half rounds is minus 275. So I think everyone's thinking that. Pretty sure it's going to be a decision for Godinez. That's kind of what I'm thinking here, Marcel. Um, what's the prop on that? Let me take a look at that. Godinez by decision, plus 105. So really not a lot of value. And by the way, Garcia by knockout in the last fight, it's only plus 100. So not a lot of value there either. But you can see why. I mean, people are kind of thinking the same that we're thinking. And it kind of just seems like based on the way these two match up, it should go to decision. That's what I'm thinking. I'll get this call from Pillar uh, Lane Gaming. He says, Gennaro's getting slammed minus 800 rate. I saw that. Uh, that's tonight in Contender Series. We'll talk about that Contender Series a little bit later. We'll just do UFC first. Um, and Jose also had a question or a comment, I should say. He thinks Romanov Vandera should have been co-main event. I, th- I think it should have at least been on the main card. Um, main card, yeah. I don't understand why it got buried. Uh, 
I, I know they're probably a little bit down on Romanov after the last fight, but Vendera looked amazing in that last fight. So I'm, I'm surprised. To me, that's the perfect fight to open up the main card, honestly. Like, that's a fun fight. So it could be. But then again, it could also be boring if uh, Romanov just lies on him. All right, let's talk about this next fight here. Charles Rosa against Damon Jackson. Um, this is a featherweight fight, Marcel. So both guys back down to 145. Interesting. Um, and, I mean, they fought there, obviously. But Rosa's kind of bounced around 145, 155. Um, and obviously Jackson has two, but it looks like they've settled at 145 for this fight. So the odds for this fight actually opened with Charles Rosa as the favorite, but they flipped very fast. And now uh, Damon Jackson's favorite at minus 180 and plus 155 for Charles Rosa. What do you think, Marcel? Yeah, I kind of agree with it, to be really honest, man. I think Charles Rosa, um, he is a he's a kind of a hit or miss in the UFC all the time, man. He wins sometimes, sometimes he doesn't. But if he loses, it's pretty decisive all the time, man. Against Derek Minner, against Bryce Mitchell. The split decision wins over Justin James, Kevin Aguilar. Uh, he, got, he got that great win over Manny Bermudez, remember, when he had, hadn't fought for like two and a half years. And then mm -hmm. he came back uh, after that Shane Burgos lost. Actually, the Burgos fight was pretty competitive uh, until the third round. Um, Damon Jackson. Man, Damon Jackson came, came back great in the UFC, man, with that Merced Bakhtich uh, guillotine choke win, you know? And uh, as a uh, as a thank you from the UFC, he got Ilya Tupuria on his next fight. And, uh, man, Tupuria is a future top five guy, in my opinion, man. So I was was just surprised that Tupuria won that fight. It was very uh, decisive, in my opinion, first round KO. Um, this is a much closer fight, man. I think uh, Charles Rosa will try to get the fight to the ground. But Damon Jackson is good on the on the ground as well, man. So, man, I, I, the thing is, Damon Jackson is super underrated, man. And people always want to bring up that uh, the jumping knee knockout in the first oh. round, the PFL against Movlit Kaibulayev. Um, I think Jackson is a good fighter. Uh, Rosa is okay as well. I think it will be a close fight. I, I kind of lean towards Jackson by a decision. But, hey, man, it can be another split decision this one, man. I think this is a close fight. So um, I'm going with Jackson, but I'm not convinced. I wouldn't put my money on it. Well, I, I don't know. I think this fight's really close. Um, I, I'm i not buying Jackson as a as like a 2 to one favorite, though. I, I don't agree with that. I kind of agree yeah, with I the makers. I think they probably opened it right with Rosa as a small favorite. He has way more experience in the UFC. He has more victories in the UFC. I mean, even Jackson's been around. This is his second stint. And... He mm -hmm. only has one win in five fights in the UFC, guys. Like, he has not been successful at this level of the sport. He hasn't been. Uh, I'm not saying Rose is amazing. He's 5-5. Five and five. That's not an amazing record. But he's been in there with some really good guys and has been competitive. I know he's on a decline. I agree with that. Um, and even he didn't look good at all in that third round of that last fight with, with James, which scares me. That, that's what scares me here because he looks so bad in the ground. Um, I, 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 I kind of feel like, if anything, he, he would want to keep it standing because I think that his karate is probably a little better on the feet, um, in my opinion. So I think the grappling's close. But I think there's a slight edge for Rosa in the striking. And also, I mean, the guy is training at Sanford MMA, Marcel. And you know me with Sanford MMA. You, fucking you know love that the, camp. Me too. You know what the funny thing is? I think Rosa thinks that he's a better grappler than Yeah, that's what I'm sure, though. If he does you know? that, I mean, it could, it's, it could be a bad night because he's been exposing the grappling the last couple of fights. He has been. Mm -hmm. But if he fights smart with a good game plan, I think that those guys at Sanford are going to come up with a good game plan. I think he can win this fight. So... I think there's a little bit of value here in the underdog, to be honest with you, with Charles Rosa. So I'm going to go with the underdog here, Marcel, and Charles Rosa. I like the experience. I like the camp. And I'm just not sold in Jamin Jackson. I know he's had some good fights at times, but to me, when he's been in the UFC, he hasn't looked great. And he's been he's been finished before. And I, I don't know if I don't know if uh, if Rosa is the guy who finishes him, but um, I, I think he wins the fight. Let me let me get these comments, guys. <laughs> Alex says altering wins and losses. Rosa bet the boats on Jack Damon. Listen, I did that last week with with uh, Roxanne. It doesn't always work. We'll just say that. Oh, you know, it's, it's random, random sometimes. Or random yeah. Marcos doesn't always work, right? Let me get these comments. Born again fight goes decision. Both guys are hardest to make. Neither guy's great power on the feet. Possibly, I think there could be a finish, but it could also go decision for sure. So personally, I, I would stay away from it. But I, I'm thinking there's a little bit of value in the dog. Not like a ton of value, but a little bit. I think the fight. I don't. I'm not buying Damon Jackson minus 180. Again, Charles Rosa opened at minus 180, so it flipped around. Um, yeah. Tozi says, thoughts on Damon Jackson talking about uh, deleting social media, yeah. the fans talking shit. Yeah, that was after his last win, or after over the Beckett, no, right? No, that was after his loss against Movlit and, and PFL. Oh, Somebody oh, okay. messaged him. I remember what Somebody he was saying. Yeah, someone was being like masking. He just said he got rid of it. He's a busy guy. I think he's got four kids. You know, he trains full time. He probably has a job, he's, too. So he's a busy guy. He doesn't need it. He doesn't he's want back it. On Twitter. Yeah, he's, he's, that's good. I, I, I have no listen. If someone wants to be on social media or not, it doesn't bother me whatsoever. 
Um, it is and, interesting though. It, it obviously showed that the fans were getting to him, but I don't know. I, I, I just I think mean, if you, yeah, if you get hateful comments like all no, the time, people are going to be dead about that. Yeah. Knockout, you know, so this is why I, 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 turned, I my DMs aren't open; they're closed. You know, you have to. Same. You have to, yeah, I, I had because the one time I opened it, it was just nasty shit. So I totally understand what people were getting. Yeah, the one time I opened it, I had a few people saying like, you know, just random messages, but I had a, a people talking shit. And I'm like, why do I have this? So I just closed it. So I just, yeah. if you follow you or you follow me, then I'll, I'll talk at the end. But yeah, you know, it's not an issue. I'm not hard to get a hold of. I just, you know, I, I just don't need to, just like these guys, I don't want to get harassed for no reason. It's like Khalil Roundtree said the same thing um, with the last fight, right? He got harassed over the, the, the sidekick and everything. And he's like, what do I need to be on, on social media for? By the way, Manny's got a question. Hey, Manny. He says, how do you guys manage the time difference? So I'm in Toronto, which is in Canada, uh, Eastern time zone in Canada. And Marcel... What's the time zone you're called in uh, in Holland? What's the time zone called? Uh, you know, I don't know what's time zone. No, I don't know to be no honest. No worries, but it's, it's six like, hour it's, difference though. So basically, like yeah. I finish work at four p.m. Eastern, and then uh, I, I get on the podcast with Marcel, and I think it's ten a.m. Is it nine or ten p.m. for you? Yeah, ten p.m. Yeah, so it's six hour time difference, and we've just managed it, Manny. I mean, we've talked about it. We've decided this is the best time for both of us right now. It's perfect. But, uh, yeah, it, it works for both of us, so it, it's good. All right, so let's go to the next fight here. And this is the fight Jose really wants to talk about. So let's get into it. Alexander Romanov against Jared Vendera. And Romanov is the biggest favorite in the card, Marcel. Minus 550 against Jared the Mountain Vendera, plus 425. Give me your thoughts on this one because this line is really high for a heavyweight fight. Um, he's not like, you know, elite. this isn't Stipe Miocic and Francis Ngano. You've got two guys that are not ranked, and yet one guy is minus 550. But at the same time, he has such a grappling advantage in this fight that you can understand it. So give me your thoughts on it, Marcel. I first want to try to clear the air a little bit about Alexander Romanov, man. People were saying he was faking it against Espino. I did hear from uh, fr from his side that he was in the hospital for over three, four hours because he had a certain certain spasm in his leg after that uh, thing. He, he couldn't move his leg at all, you know? So um, he, he wasn't uh, doing like it, it was. He, he faked He didn't fake it at all, you know? So... Um, the thing is, now he's back. He's 3-0 in the UFC. Uh, two pretty decisive wins against guys I think he should win against, against Roque Martinez and Marcos Rogério de Lima. The Espino fight, yeah, I know, kind of, kind of, a, kind of a weird fight, you know. Uh, but he got the win there, so what can we say? Uh, the Van, Van der Rey, you know, Van, Van der Rey looked good against Harry Hunsucker, but Harry Hunsucker hasn't looked good, you know, in the contender series. He got signed there, uh, fought Sergei Spivak, he asked for that fight, got completely wrecked against Sergei Spivak. I was like, man, what the hell, you know? And then he fought Justin Taffa, and that went fight of the night. That was, man, fight. I'm happy, I'm happy I, I didn't bet on that because, I, I mean, I was saying, man, that fight will never be fight of the night. What the hell is it on the main card, you know? And then it will be fight of the night. It's crazy. It was an amazing fight. Um, Van der Rey looked good in that fight. Still think Romanov is kind of a, is a smart fighter, man. He, he he gets you to the ground. He can dominate you over there. And I actually expect Romanov to do that with Van der Rey, man. Van der Rey is not a bad fighter, but I think Romanov is a better as I have fight IQ. So I'm going with Romanov. I, I think the line's a little too high here, guys. At minus five fifty. I agree with that. Let me check what it opened. It opened at minus four hundred, which isn't a huge difference, but I mean, minus five fifty. This line's not giving Vandera much of a chance, and it's a heavyweight fight. And yeah. the guy, the guy has knockout power. He's a big. He's huge. He's a huge guy. They call him the Mountain for a reason. Listen, I'm not saying Jerry Dare's an amazing fighter. I mean, he's not. He's he's like a borderline UFC guy. But heavyweight fights, Marcel. How many times have we seen in the UFC where a, a huge heavy, huge favorite heavyweight goes in and he gets KO'd? Randomly. It's never it's never smart to do a plus four on a plus five hundred heavyweight fight, man. You know I can't uh, I can't I can't bet on him here at this price, guys. He should win. Mm -hmm. Romanov obviously the ground game is it's it's better and yeah against Spivak. I mean that's what everyone's looking at. We're looking at that fight taken down, beat up, got tired, basically just didn't want to fight anymore, and, and got TKO due to like being exhausted basically. Um, Romanov's a guy that doesn't really slow down too much. I mean, he did a little bit in that Spino fight. Different matchup, though, against a, another big, strong grappler. This is a different fight. I mean, Vendera is a black belt. I watched his interview with Cole. This guy actually has a really good fight IQ. He's actually a very smart guy. Um, if you listen to him talk, very smart guy. He's done his research on Romanov. He, he watched all his fights. He's a very smart guy. I just don't know if it's enough to get past the wrestling, even though he's, I think he's a decent fighter. I think he's a better striker, Marcel. And there's the better striker. So if he keeps him standing, it can be interesting, but I just don't think it's going to, I think it's going to the ground and he's going to get beat up, you know? Adam, this could be an amazing uh, title for a movie, man. King Kong versus the mountain. 
It's <laughs> amazing. Let me get these comments, guys. Born Against says, what's Vendera by knockout Romanov by sub? Let me double check for you, buddy. Um, we've got Romanov by uh, – Vendera by knockout's plus 650. I would just take the money line at that point, honestly. And then Romanov, uh, Romanov by sub, I see it at plus 155. And, I mean, it's not great odds. He could also TKO him, which is ground and pound, I think. I, I don't think it's it, it. I don't think this fight is as clear cut as some people are saying. If, you know, if you take a, if you take a gamble, go with KO first round Fandere, man. There's... Maybe I. You know what? I actually I actually look at this comment and I kind of agree with Bornegay. He says the cardio in the third round. If he can survive the first two rounds, maybe he does have the better cardio too. So Vandera has advantages in this fight: better striker and better cardio. That's I'm saying. Like, yeah, the Romanov has this huge edge with the grappling more so and the wrestling. That's why we're all, we're all going to pick him to win this fight. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, there's something about this fight that I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm I'm not sold on Romanov after the last fight as much as I was before, you know. Whereas Vandera, I'm a lot higher on him now after the last fight. And Alex says it's an interesting fight. Jared's huge. He's a bigger guy. He is. He's. I think he is a little bit taller. Um, let me double check that. But I'm pretty sure he is a little bit. He's two inches taller and five inches in reach. Jared Vandera is a fucking massive dude, guys. He's huge. They call him the Mountain for a reason. Then again, they call Romanov King Kong for a reason. I've always liked Romanov. The guy's a beast on the ground. We know that. I'm just saying, like, there's there's certain things about the guy's game, the cardio and their striking defense. That just, I, I don't I don't want to lay 500 on him here, Marcel. He's probably going to win the fight. I just don't want to lay it. Daniel says he probably Gutierrez or Romanov. Cautious. I mean, they they both should win. They're both big favorites. But again, guys, I'm just saying, I, I, in general, I won't ever lay minus 500 on a heavyweight fight. That's just a rule I've always had, Marcel, because I've seen too many guys go down as huge favorites in this division because. The best fighter doesn't always win in this division. It's sometimes just the guy who has the best punch that night. Adam, you never put minus 500 and a half with them. You will never bet Bellator fights. Damn. I can't do it. <laughs> I know. They're always like minus 1,000. Well, you saw what happened last week with that guy, Ben, uh, ben Parrish. Big two. Yeah. Everyone better yeah. Christian Edwards. They're all like, oh, he's going to smoke this guy. And then you saw what happened. One punch ended the fight. If the fight yeah. played out, he probably would have lost. But it didn't play out. It just got ended quickly. Daniel says, I'm worried about Romanov front runner. Things were going away. Not sure how you cope. Yeah, after the last fight, I mean, I, just got, I have a little bit of question marks about him. That's all. He could easily bounce back here and, and, and dominate Jared Vendera again. And, and that's probably what he will do. That's probably what he will do. But I I'm, I think the line's too high. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know if I can get there on Vendera, even at plus 425. I just because the ground game is just not good enough, Marcel, in my opinion, um, from what I've seen. But again, you know. Again, if he survives, Marcel, if he survives, he could win this fight. So we'll see. I was very impressed with the way the guy fought against Kafa. I'll say that. Super tough. He got a nasty cut in his face and it kept going. Very tough dude. Romanov's on that gone, Dawkins, and Aspal prospect level, in your in my opinion, Jose says. I'm not so sure after the last fight, Marcel. You know, I, I, I did feel like he was on the same level, but now I'm not too sure. And also, I think gone is way ahead of those other two at this point. Um, although I think Dawkins and Aspal are great. I think they'll probably meet in the cage one day. Vandera looks bigger now than his last fight. He's just a huge dude. And like I said, I would just reckon – I'm not saying, like, listening to interviews is going like to sway your opinion, but it's always good to get, uh, you know, different thoughts on fights. And I, I try to watch the interviews for the fighters before if I can. And in this case, I, I Cole had a really good interview with Jared. He was – he's a very smart guy. Just just watch it yourself. You'll see what I'm saying. Kevin Scott says uh, it's off talk. Of course, Dan Dan screwed up the Hall and Dawkins fight. Chris Tyrone, you would never have done that. By the way, the fight's been rebooked, the rematch, November 13th. So, should be good. Boring guy says, Romanov's still young, needs seasoning, unique skill set for heavyweight. His ground game is phenomenal, no doubt about it. He said, said, he said, he said Chris Tyrone, you would never do that. Get out of here, dude. Get out of here. I, I, I don't know if Kevin watched uh, my boy Trevin Jones' fight, uh, Team Valley of last Team year. Team Valley, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next fight here. Loriano Steropoli against Jamie Pickett in the middleweight division, Marcel. And right now we have Loriano Storpoli, minus 225, plus 185 for Jamie Pickett, the Night Wolf. What do you think about this fight? What do you think about the line, Storpoli, two to one favor? What do you think? Uh, it doesn't make sense. And it's an absolute headache fight, to be really honest, man. Um, Loriano Storpoli hasn't looked good as of lately. Against Roman Dolizzi, got uh, taken down, got taken to the, uh, got hold on the ground, and he got frustrated a lot in that fight. And Dolizzi was like, yeah, I don't care. I could just keep you on the ground and whatever I want to do, I do with you. Um, he started good in the UFC with two wins, you know, but against Aldana, the Alves fight was kind of 50-50, if I remember. I was correctly. at that fight, Marcel. That was at the car I saw in Brazil. I don't even know if you really should have won that fight. It was so close. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah exactly. Close. Yeah. So, 
So, yeah, and if you look at Jamie Pickett, Jamie Pickett hasn't impressed me at all so far in the UFC. If you look at this, he fought Jonathan Paddy in the Contender Series, and that was a fight he was supposed to win, you know, in my opinion. Uh, the year before, he fought Punahele Soriano, he lost that one. The year there before, was he lost to Charles Bird. was his third time, and the UFC was like, now he's winning, let's give him the chance, you know. He went 0-2 in the UFC, man. Tafon Chukwi won against him, and Jordan Wright. Man, pretty much overwhelmed him in this fight last mm-hmm. time out. Yeah. So for me, it's like a really close fight. This one, um, if I I have to go with my gut feeling here. Listen, man, Starpoli has to stop if Pickett wants to try to take it to the ground. If he can stop it, he will probably win the fight. So I'm going with the Starpoli here decision. But it's not a fight. Um, I I think lose or lose down probably, man. To be really honest. Say say that last part again. I think loser leaves town. Probably. Oh yeah, I think so too. I mean, Starpoli's lost three straight fights. I, I almost feel like he's lucky he's getting another fight. And Pickett, if you look at his record, including contender series, one in four in Zufa, zero and two in the UFC. So ha- both guys not very impressive lately. I mean, listen, Starpoli, I think should when he's the younger guy. I think he's the better fighter personally, but the line is a little bit high, Marcel, considering you know he has lost three straight fights, and Jamie Pickett has a big reach advantage in this fight, nine inches. That's pretty big, you know. Um, Pickett did look amazing against Petit. I just haven't seen that same guy since then. He just looked terrible to me. So the guy has been dropped in his last two fights. I don't know if I can pick him. Got to go with with Lariano here. Um, I don't know though, Marcel. And by the way, Borgen saying someone gets knocked out. Very good possibility, Borgen, especially considering the way Pickett fights. Um, but yeah, the under is plus one fifty or plus one seventy five under two and a half rounds. So if you like the under there, man, maybe that's the angle to take. Also, uh, Kevin said he's screwing with you about Chris Tyone. And you got Chris, uh, Jose saying, Romanov's fun grappling is what Blades wishes had. Blades, yeah, I mean, that last fight was, he just held him there. All right, let's go to the next fight. Chris Gutierrez and uh, Felipe Calaris, Marcel. Um, right now, the odds. Gutierrez is a big favorite, minus 255. Felipe, plus 215 here. You like uh, El Wapo, or you think the Brazilian can win this one? First of all, no disrespect to Gutierrez, but El Wapo for me is boss rude. Boss rude. I know. I even had the tweet up last year when he fought. Uh, Cody Durden. I was like, how did this guy steal his nickname? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> also, by the way, uh, Juan Espino is also Al Wapo. So it's pretty much uh, <laughs> uh, the third fighter with Al Wapo. But um, I mean, I, I like Kularas as well, to be really honest, man. I think he's a good fighter, you know. Yeah. Um, he. he, he I remember we were in debate about his last fight against Sanders, right? You, I think you were more on Sanders, I was more on Kolaris, and it was a very close fight. If it I was can remember super correctly. close. Great fight. Yeah. It was a great fight. It was, yeah. It was the first fight of the night as well, I think. Um, if, you, if you look at Kolaris, he, he hasn't looked bad in this UFC run so far, man. He's 2-2. Two and two. Um, Yeah, he lost to Montel Jackson in a fight I expected him not to win, to be really honest. And the Geraldo de Freitas was kind of close as well, if I remember correctly, his loss. Look at Gutierrez, man. Gutierrez did himself bad, man, in that Cody Durden fight, man. The first round, he didn't do anything. Cody had his back, and he just waited till the round was over. And Cody was like, tried to work, but didn't do a a lot. But he got two 10-8 rounds uh, on on judges, or even three. I think it was was a a unanimous draw, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, Yeah. Gutierrez won two and three, and uh, Cody Durden got a 10-8 in the first round. So he did himself dirty there, man, to be really honest. Should have been on a five-fight win streak right now. Um, and actually, he he only really lost his first uh, UFC fight against Heone Barcelos. And Heone Barcelos is great, man. I really like the guy. He only got uh, signed too late by the UFC, in my opinion, three years too late. Yeah. Um, I mean... Gutierrez got some nasty leg kicks. We know that we saw that in the Vince Morales fight. He uses them all the time. Um, man, I, I expect Gutierrez to win. I think it will be a tough fight. Colaro is not an easy an easy opponent to get a, to get out. But um, I, I'm going with the decision. I don't think he, I don't think he will finish him. I'm going with the decision win for Chris Gutierrez here, man. There you go. Yeah, I think it's somewhat competitive. Um, Colaris looked good. I mean, he's he's a pretty good fighter. He's a little bit younger too. I think he's got like some room to grow. Um, I thought the fight with Sanders was a great fight. Uh, kind of disappointed they cut Sanders after that. He ended up retiring afterwards, but I thought it was yeah. an awesome fight. But, you know, he got dropped in that fight Marcel early on, and he had, Montel actually also got dropped. That does worry me against a guy like Chris Gutierrez who can strike with anyone. I mean, obviously he's known for his kicks, but he also has some hands too. I just think he's got the way better striking, and if this fight stays standing, he should win the fight. But, you know, if it goes to the ground, Marcel, Claire's could make it interesting. So, 
I, I do favor Gutierrez. I do think the line's a little bit steep here because Claris, I think, is a better fighter than people give him credit for. But Gutierrez should win this fight. Um, Born against St. Claris hasn't been finished. Gutierrez by decision. Let me take a look at that. Chris Gutierrez by decision is plus 100. And Gutierrez by knockout, it's actually plus 300. Or finish, I should say, inside a distance. So that's, yeah, if you want to take a shot of anything, it'd be on, I think, on a stoppage here, a plus 300. But um, either way, I think he should win the fight, Marcel. I just think Claris is a little bit underrated. That's the only thing, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next fight here. We go to the main card now. Philip uh, Haas versus Darren Wynn. And right now we got Haas minus 310, Wynn plus 255. What do you think? So Phil Haas is actually a fun story, you know. He came uh, into the Ultimate Fighter season 23. Uh, he is John Jones's training partner. He's going to be big, and he's losing to Andrew Sanchez. Then he gets uh, the Noir series shot against Julian Marquez and gets knocked out. After that, man, he put a streak together in uh, Brave, got in Contender Series again, stopped Bestaev, who is now fighting in Bellator, by the way, Got into the UFC, knocked out Malcolm in the first in the first 20 seconds of his debut in the UFC. Um, wins against majority decision against Imanov, a very wrestling heavy fight um, and a close one in my opinion. And then defeats Darkus last time out by being also too good on the ground for Darkus. And I think that uh, was impressive to me. You know what he showed. Um, if you look at the round win. Man, the round win is, a, is also kind of a headache fighter to me, man. I mean, he is strong, you know. Defeats Paisley in his debut. I think that was a fight of the night, if I remember correctly. It was also the first fight of the night back then. Um, after that, two losses back-to-back against Darren Stewart, a split decision, and Gerald Merchard. One against Antonio Arroyo last time out, despite being like 10 inches shorter than him, but he did, he did well, you know. Thing is, man, that one win... Is good and re- does his wrestling very well, but I think Phil Haas, he's bigger, he's longer, he, he will also use his wrestling against Darren Winnier, man. And uh, I think Haas wins. I, I expect a, a heavy a wrestling, heavy fight with Haas becoming the winner via decision here. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I like Haas in this fight too. I mean, he's three, he's minus 300, but I, I feel pretty decent about him because I think that his wrestling definitely matches Daron wins, I think. Mm-hmm. And I believe he's the better striker. Not only that, but Deron Wynn, I'm still not sold on him as a middleweight. You know, he's a very, very short guy. Minus, uh, five, five foot six. He's six inches shorter, seven inches in, in uh, reach disadvantage. Um, and the guy's a good wrestler, no doubt about it. But I just think this is not a matchup where he can wrestle successfully against Phil Hawes. Mm-hmm. I think Phil can keep it standing. I think Phil can take it. I think Phil, if anything, can take it to the ground. Um, and the guy's improved a lot of his aspects of his game. His cardio is better. His striking is better. Training at Sanford. I, I like Phil Haas in this fight, Marcel, too. Um, 300, obviously, is not – minus 300 is not, you know, best line. But he should win the fight. I like him to win. I think he wins probably a decision, Marcel. I'm kind of with you. Probably a grindy type of fight. But, uh, anyway, man, if he really wants to make a name for himself, go in there and finish the wrong win. That'd be sweet. If win is 5'6", Adam's 6'8". That's so funny. 6'3". But – how tall are you, Marcel? You're 6'3", too, right? 6'3", yeah, yeah, as well. We yeah. both are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jose says, uh, Haas should have lost that fight against Imavov. Yes, we talked about that fight. We've talked about it a few times. And that's one of the reasons I bet on Imavov against, uh, was it Heinish? Because I remember that fight, and I was like, he should have won that fight. And uh, you saw what happened. But yeah, even if he lost that, though, it's not that bad of a loss when you look back at it. Because Imavov is really good. So I don't think it's a bad mm-hmm. loss, even if he lost. Um, and I agree with this guy too with Born Again. He's right. Uh, Imavov, Dawkins, and Malkun, all those wins look a lot better now. You know, even the Dawkins win looks really good after how good Dawkins looked against Holland in the minute. It was even, even the even the Malkun win looks good now, how he fought this last fight against Abdul Razak Al Hassan. You know, yeah. so yeah, that's... no, I agree. I agree. All right, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. We got uh, Sabina Mazo against Maria Agapova. So let's talk about this one. Interesting fight. We got Mazo minus one seventy, Agapova plus one fifty. Agapova shit the bed in epic fashion in her last fight. It was one of the biggest. Uh, it was the biggest. Sorry, it was actually the biggest upset of all time in UFC. Minus fourteen hundred favorite. Or yeah, it was massive, massive favorite, and won the first round, dominated, and then completely gassed out. Yeah. Got finished by Shane Dobson, who's not in the UFC anymore. I mean, I don't even know what to say about that fight. And then you have Mazo, who's coming off a, a loss to Alexa Davis, who looked awful. But moving back down to 125, um, this fight is taking place at, at flyweight, Marcel. What do you think about this fight, man? It's kind of a weird one. What do you think? So I was looking up Maria Agapova's uh, record last time, out, and she fought uh, Nile Young, who's also in the UFC now. And she fought at Heroin FC. 
That's such a weird name for Are a promotion, man. Yeah, heroin FC. Sounds like it's like you call your promotion. Well, heroin with an E is different than heroin without an E, bro. Like heroin oh, without an E is a drug. Heroin with an E is oh, like a woman. <laughs> over here, it's the same. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what it okay. is. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a language barrier, right? So uh, yeah. Um, so Maria Akapova, yeah, she she actually came for us. Uh, for I, I saw some fights of her in the Fight Night Global before she went to the UFC, and she looked decent there, man. But her opponents weren't that great. Uh, she came to contender series. She got pretty much dominated against Tracy Cortez on the ground, right? Uh, went to Invicta, did very well over there. I think she got in. She got in an, in an accident with with a car accident, right? Right before she was supposed to fight a third fight for Invicta, and then she got signed by the UFC. Pretty much destroyed Hannah Cyphers in her debut. You know, we all know what happened in the Dobson fight. Didn't look good at all. And uh, the first round she did. Second round she completely gassed, like you said, and she got finished. If you look at Sabina Maso, came with a lot of hype from the LFA organization where she uh, was the champion. Got two head kicks, by the way, in a row in her first two LFA fights. Um, Lost her UFC debut against Marina Moros. Marina Moros in a very have, grappling heavy fight where she tried to keep her down and uh, she was successful in that. After that, Maso put on a good a good win streak against Dobson, Aldridge and Kish. Uh, and Davis again grappled with her and she pretty much, she, could, she couldn't do it. I think she won the first round and second and third round were for Davis or something. Um, the thing is, I don't think Agapova, uh, although Agapova not training at MMA Masters, uh, I don't think Agapova will have the same trust that Davis or Moros had to her. And I think Maso is a, more, is a better fighter than Agapova, so I'm taking Maso for a decision here. Yeah, that, that fight with uh, with uh, Dobson, man, I mean, it's just, it's just so strange how that happened. She, she looked <laughs> amazing. She just gassed herself out. Um, I do think that just energy is a worry for this girl. Like, you know, in general, I just think she kind of blows her load in the first round going for the finish. And if she doesn't get it, she's going to be in trouble. <laughs> I, I I before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So I, I think Mazo, you know, she's a more solid overall technical striker, obviously. Yeah. Myself. Um, and I think that if the fight goes past the first round, she wins. But there is that chance that Mazo could finish her quickly or sorry, that uh, Agapova could finish Mazo quickly in the first round. Um, I, I definitely think there's a chance. Like almost all her wins are in the first round, Marcel. She's definitely a powerhouse in that first round. But I think past one round or past one and a half rounds, she's she's toast. Um, probably gasses out again. I don't know if she gets finished because Maslow doesn't really have. She hasn't shown much finishing ability in the UFC. Um, she does have the submission win. Maybe that's what happened. Third round submission could be. Um, I'd like to see her go back to her head kick knockouts. That'd be sick. But we haven't seen that in the UFC. I don't know, man. It's hard. To, it's hard for me to bet on Maslow because I bet on her against Davis, and she just really disappointed me in that fight right now, Marcel. So I'm kind of like off her a little bit. But I'm I'm way more off Agapova after her last fight. Um, I'd like to think that she could make those changes, but I don't know, man. And, and there's all that, that story about her getting kicked out of uh, American Top Team for taking drugs, like Alex is talking about, allegedly. Agapov said gnarly stuff out of Octagon problems, drugs, lying, stealing, got kicked out of two gyms. Yeah. And also, like, who's even training MA Masters besides Colby Covington? I really don't even know who's at that gym anymore, to be honest with you. I don't know. He's, uh, he's there, Beza? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Alphas. Tiago Alphas? Yeah. No, no, the, the, the Raphael. Raphael, oh, Raphael Alves, yeah, the turn, the turn. Mazo inside the distance, maybe worth a stab if Marina's uh, cardio has improved. I don't know if it's been improved. Mazo inside the distance, plus 300. So uh, she should win, Marcel. I just, you know, the first round could be sketchy. That's what I'll say. And maybe Mazo gets back. Because remember when Mazo fought Cyphers? We were like, holy fuck, this girl's amazing. Like, she looked mm -hmm. amazing in that fight. And she looked amazing against Dobson in the first round, too, and they just gassed. So That's she could come out. Yeah. A pardon? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, against Dobson. So we'll see what happens. Um, we get these comments. Jose likes Agapova. Well, you meant her, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Kevin says after gassing so bad, there's always a chance of overcorrecting and coming out too timid. That's another issue. I feel like that's what Johnny Walker almost did last week with Matt, that stupid fight. <laughs> remember, Agapova went like really crazy right before the fight. Even she was like really. Uh, you know what's hilarious? Like, uh, one of the one of these guys I follow on Twitter, Fight Ghost. He's so funny. He said like. Agapova is like a, a, a uncaged animal. Like she's she's just she's on the loose. Like it was so funny, and then she just <laughs> gassed out after the first was crazy. Card's name is short value. I think it's Borian. Uh, Borian likes the card. Yeah, the matchups are, are decent. I think there's a lot of close ball match fights, even including this one. Tim Elliott against Matthias Nicolau. We'll talk about this one. Flyweight minus one ninety for Nicolau, plus one sixty five for Elliott. What do you think about this one? Difficult fight to pick, man. Um... 
I have made my pick, but I'll do some uh, some some preview before I say it. Um, Timothy Elliott, former title challenger, former Ultimate Fighter winner, um, second stint in the UFC, right? Two fight win streak right now. He pretty much dominated Jordan Espinosa. The fight before against Ryan Benoit could have been for Benoit as well, man. But it was a super close fight, and uh, he won that fight. Was at Fight Island, if I remember correctly. For that, three straight losses, but not against. Against the worst fighters, man, against Figueredo, Askarov, and Roy Val. Uh, if you look at Nicolau, man, uh, finally came back in the UFC after his bullshit cut uh, when the UFC was trying to get rid of the flyweights. Um, won against Manuel Cape or Cap or whatever you say, but wasn't really a win in my opinion. I think Cap yeah, won in 28. Yeah, got to be honest here. But the thing is, man, I know. I, I think Tim, and that sounds really weird because he fought against Espinosa very well, but. I think it's kind of declining, man, Tim Elliott, if I'm looking at his last few fights. And I think Mateus Nicolau, he's still young, he's 28, he's still uh, de developing in his career. He didn't look bad against Cobb, but he just, he, he, he won the fight, but in my opinion, he didn't. Um, still feel like uh, Nicolau can, can win this fight, man. I, I'm taking him via decision, man, and I think it will be a close one, but I think he wins the decision. I'm kind of feeling the same way about this one, too. One of the things I look at is he's never been taken down before. He's 100% takedown defense. That's in true, five fights. Yeah. Never been taken down. He's fought grapplers, too. He's fought other grapplers. Hasn't been taken down. So I think he's going to prove to be very difficult to take down. Uh, even even a guy like Tim Elliott, who's a, a machine with the takedowns, Marcel, this could be the one fight where he does struggle a little bit to get the takedown. And Matthias also, to me, doesn't seem like he's got many cardio issues either. Like, he seems like he can go 15 minutes fine. Um where, you know, Tim Elliott wins a lot of his fights based on his cardio, just based on the wrestling and that grinding style. Um, but you look at a fight like Ryan Benoit, couldn't really get him down and struggled badly in that fight, and I thought he lost that fight. You know, Marcel, I feel like, yeah, he looked amazing as Espinosa. That guy cannot stop a takedown. I think Nicolau can stop a takedown. And I think on the feet, he's probably a little bit sharper with the striking. He's got he's got more power. Um, he's the younger guy by seven years as well. I, I'm with you, Marcel. I like Nicolau in this fight. I think he wins the fight by decision. So what's the odds also, on that? Nicolau by decision. Two. Sorry, one, one sec. Uh, it's plus 130, yeah, not sure. much value there. What are you going to say? Also one of the few fighters who won via Japanese necktie submission in the UFC, Matthias yep. Nicolau, in his debut, actually. Yeah, let me get these comments as well. <laughs> Borgen says it's 50-50, Elliot by decision. That's plus 270. I just checked for you, bud. Um, the wrestling could be different. And just because, you know, I should mention, just because this guy has 100% takedown defense doesn't mean he won't get taken down in this fight. Because you look at Christoph Jocko, his takedown defense was like 87%. He did get taken down five times by Misha, right? So... Just because the guy's got a high rating doesn't mean he won't get taken down by someone else. So if anyone's going to take him down, it probably would be Tim Elliott, who's a great wrestler. I just think Nicolau, again, the younger guy, I think he's probably the better fighter right now. And that's why I got to pick him, Marcel. So, mm -hmm. And Morgan's right. Judges often do screw up these fights. They're very close. They're usually very, very competitive fights. Um, high paced. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Um, let me go to the next fight here, guys. Let's go to the co-main event. We've got two fights left in this card. Randy Brown and Jared Gooden. In the welterweight division, Randy Brown minus two thir uh, 235 plus 195 for Jerry Gooden. What do you think? Yeah, so maybe a fun thing to say. This was actually supposed to be Randy Brown against Shafkat Rachmanov. Um, Randy kind of said it already in this uh, when, when he uh, on his Twitch. He was like, I was actually supposed to fight an undefeated guy who is a legend in his own right, but he couldn't accept the fight for some minor injury or something. That was, the that was Shafkat. You guys... Couldn't be anybody else, man. He got only yeah. one fight in the UFC so far, so everybody knew what he's talking about. So, um, yeah, he's fighting Jared Gooden now. Listen, man, Jared Gooden came in the UFC against Alan Joban in 2020. Was a competitive fight, but Joban was better, man. He won the fight. Against Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov, he got pretty much dominated, man. And I, I honestly thought that would have been a more of a closer fight because I think Abu Bakar is the less Nurmagomedov of all the bunch. Who are fighting UFC? Um, I guess he, he did amazing in that fight, and that was, and that was a fight where uh, both fighters didn't know they were supposed to fight two hours before that fight because it was off, and then it was on again. You remember, it was a real weird fight card because many many fights fell off last moment. I think uh, if you look at Randy Brown, this man, I really like Randy Brown. Randy Brown was, by the way, the first guy to defeat Mickey Gall. I remember that. And many people were like, oh, who's this guy? Because Mickey Gall, I know he was only 4-0, but he had that hype behind him because he defeats CM Punk and all that storyline. Then he lost to Nico Price in a fight. He was, I think he was winning, but he got like a hammer fisted from the bottom, right? And um, uh, after that, 
solid performance against Barbarina, man, and against Warley Alves as well. And then he lost to Luque in a fight. I picked him to win, but Luque won the fight. We know, all know that. And then he defeated Oliveira. I think if you look at it in, in, from a complete total package, I think Randy Brown is a better fighter. I think he fought a better opponents as well. And um, I, I'm taking Randy Brown here, man. I actually think he can submit it, man. I think I'm going with a second round submission for Randy Brown in this one. Oh wow, there you go. Um, I think it's a competitive fight, guys. I gotta be honest with you. I I like Randy Brown. Don't get me wrong. He's a he's a good fighter. He's really big for this division. He's powerful um, with the striking and also good submissions too. But he is a guy that has a durability issue, I think. And Jared Gooden has power. He definitely has some knockout power. Uh, looked pretty good in the last fight. A lot of wins by stoppage. Um, and looks like he's gaining a lot of confidence too. Um, took that last fight short, always knocked him out and said, give me another fight right away. Like this guy wanted to get back in the cage right away. He's been pretty competitive in most of his fights. He was really competitive with Juban. He did lose to Nurmagomedov. It was kind of a weird fight. I feel like he was just really worried about the takedowns and just didn't want to throw his hands in that fight. But you saw what happened when he fought a striker in Stolte or a guy that he could strike with, uh, just knocked him out. I think there's a chance that, that Jurgen can win this fight by knockout, Marcel. I really do. Um, but I still got to go with Randy Brown. He's the better fighter, I think. More ways to win because of the ground game too. So I'll go with Randy Brown, but I'm just saying I don't think I'll be betting on him this weekend because Gooden to me looks like a guy who's kind of turned the page a little bit in his career, and I think he could knock him out. So I'm curious to hear what you guys think about this fight. Give me your comments in the chat if you want. All right, let's quick uh, the main event now. Uh, Marina Rodriguez against Mackenzie Dern. Uh, this fight is definitely uh, an interesting one. Right now we have Mackenzie Dern minus 165, Marina Rodriguez plus 145. What do you think, Marcel, about the main event of UFC Vegas 39? Man. I love and I hate this fight at the same time, man, because I, I really like both girls. I don't want to see anybody lose, but I mean, this is a fun fight, I think, man. This is a style fight, man. You got Mackenzie Dern, who's obviously yep. great on the ground. She's a BJJ black belt. And you got Marina Rodriguez, who has great Muay Thai, you know? So it's kind of styles against style, yep. two Brazilians against each other. I know Mackenzie. She, she's born in America, you know, but I, I I always call her Brazilian because of her Brazilian heritage, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, it, it's, I mean, yeah, what can I say about it, man? Can Mackenzie get her to the ground quick? If she can, she's probably going to win the fight, you know, because we saw Marina against uh, Amanda Ribas. Ribas took her to the ground the first round and she couldn't get up. And uh, the second round, um, Marina just punched Ribas and Ribas were at her chin in the air and she got stopped. And the thing is here, I think Mackenzie Dern, the funny thing is Mackenzie Dern lost to Amanda Ribas, but then in this BJJ against BJJ and it got all, a whole lot different in my opinion. And this is BJJ versus Muay Thai. And the thing is Marina Rodriguez and her fight, she didn't want in the UFC. She struggled with people who could take her down. She struggled with Carla Esparza. She struggled with Cynthia Calvillo. She struggled with Randa Marcos, you know? She struggled with people who couldn't uh, or who, who took her down, and she she had difficulties to get up after that. Um, Mackenzie Dern will definitely go for the takedown in this one. I think she will secure the takedown. I think she, if she gets a takedown, I don't know if she will finish in the first round, but maybe in the second. Um, listen, man, I like Marina. I think she's great, but I think Mackenzie Dern, if she gets to the ground, she finishes it. So I'm going with a submission second round for Mackenzie Dern here. Yeah, I like both girls too. I mean, I was on during the last fight against Nunez. Loved her there as an underdog. Mm -hmm. here, but this is just a different fight to me. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I think Marina Rodriguez is a really good underrated fighter. She's in her prime of her career now. She is a little bit older. She's actually a year older than me, which is crazy. Marcel. She's 34, but to me, she doesn't look like she's 34. And she's fighting sure. at such a high level right now. The biggest problem with her, obviously, is the takedown defense. It's not great. 62%. It's not great. Um, and we saw her get taken down by Carla. Even though she worked, though, she was working off her back the whole time. You know, it was a close mm -hmm. fight decision. It's not like she just got held down. Um, Kets Calvillo, same thing. She got taken down, but she was working. Um, say with the Marcos, fight. All, those, those fights were draws, right? What were you gonna say? But we all, yeah, but we all know the judges don't see that the work off the back. I mean, so. she it was a split decision against Carlos, so one of them did. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Mackenzie Dern's an amazing submission grappler, but her wrestling's not that good, guys. She has a 10% takedown accuracy. She's only landing one of every 10 takedowns that she shoots. So. The truth is she only needs to get one takedown to win this fight. So mm -hmm. even though it's only 10%, maybe that's enough. I just don't know if she has this, the, the the wrestling ability to consistently get her down and if she doesn't suffer quickly. And in a five-round fight, I'm going to take the fighter that's been five rounds before. I'll take the fighter who just went five rounds. I'll take the girl with the more proven um, cardio, the girl with, I think, the way better striking in this fight. Dern's striking is okay. It's not great. It's improving, I guess. But Rodriguez is way better striker. 
This is definitely yeah. a risk because if she gets taken down, she's probably going to lose the fight. But I, I just, I'm not. Even though I bet on McKenzie in the last fight, and I love the girl. I think she's amazing. I'm just not sold on her as an elite fighter at this point of her career yet. Whereas I think Rodriguez is right there. I think she's just below the elite fighters. I actually think Rodriguez can win this fight as an underdog. So it's a close one, but I'm leaning a little bit uh, towards the plus money, Marcel, plus 145 a little bit to win decision. I think, Rod I think Rodriguez can give uh, Joanna or Janjacek and what Sam Yeah, Rodriguez it's all matchups. Like I know what you're you know? saying. It's just different yeah. matchups. And if she gets taken down, she's probably – it's a very good chance she gets submitted. I, I recognize that. I don't know. I just I, I like this girl, you know, I, and I like the mm -hmm. the striking. So that's why I'm too, thinking here, but, but uh, I definitely respect your guys' opinion. Let me get these comments here, guys. I like uh, Durant a lot, but her takedown ability scares me. It's only ten percent, you know. To me, it's just not that good. Oregon says I like Marina, but she lacks TDD. I like Durant by bully submission. Hope I'm wrong. Very good, very good possibility. Best female main event of 2021. Easy. It's a good, very good fight. Better than the Marina um, oh, and Watterson fights. That's for sure. It, bro, it's the, from the three main girl or uh, women main events coming up. This is by far the best one out of the three. If you yeah. compare it to Hol Holm, Dumont, and Tate against Vieira, this is by far the best one. Yeah, for sure. So I definitely respect your what you guys are saying, and this is a very very tricky fight in my opinion. Like, I I understand why Dern is favorite, but you know what? I, at the same time, I watched her with Cole. Just something to, to watch. He asked her about the odds, and she actually feels like she shouldn't be favored. She's like, I actually think Marina should be favored because she has more experience in the UFC and better wins. I kind of feel the same way. I feel like Marina should be the small favorite, if not like, like minus 120, minus 130, like a very slight favorite. So that's kind of what I'm thinking here, Marcel. I think the I think line should be a little bit closer. But again, if she gets taken down, guys, she's probably going to get subbed. I just look at the fight with, for instance, with Greener uh, Jander Roba last year. She struggled a little bit in that fight. It wasn't like it was a blowout. She didn't get a takedown in that fight. Um, and struggling. I, I actually, she did win it, but everyone's forgetting I about actually, that fight. I actually think I scored a 29-28 for John. For Durner, a lot of people did, Marcel. It was very close. So I yeah. kind of feel like people were forgetting about that fight a little bit and just looking at all the wins. Um, and she looked amazing in those fights. But again, you know, but, against Randa, Randa actually is the one I think who pulled guard in that fight. Cypher, she she pulled a knee bar from standing position, I think. And then Nunez fight, she did look good with the wrestling and just took her down. But again, Nunez I'm was coming off... Marcel, two year layoff for Nunez from having a kid. I know, I know. That's a different matchup than Marina Rodriguez. I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. Man. I, yep. I just don't trust Marina's takedown defense. I that's don't either, it. Marcel, and that's the biggest worry with this fight. <laughs> it's so bad. It. I know it's so bad. I know, I know. And if I'm gonna be pulling my hair off, thinking why did I, why did I pick her if she gets taken down? But again, <laughs> I just see a big advantage of the feet. I'll say that. I understand. I understand. If it stays on the feet, which I think it can. She could do well. But again, you know, in that small cage, even she talked about the interview, favors the grapplers, no doubt about it. So Bernie's mm -hmm. a better ground game than Marina. She does, for sure. Marina's ground game is not, it's not great off her back, obviously. But I'm just telling you guys, I just, I'm not so Dern is this amazing wrestler. Like, she's not as good as a wrestler as, as Carlos Sparza. Sorry, she isn't. Oh, true. She's yeah. not. And I I don't know if she's even as good a wrestler as, as uh, Calvillo. As a pure wrestler, I don't think so. Calvillo is actually a very good wrestler, even though people don't mm -hmm. like her. She lands over four takedowns per minute. Mackenzie lands. Let's check. How many takedowns she land? Uh, she lands half a takedown. Sorry. Um, yeah, half a takedown. That's just not much. You know what I mean? So she only needs one to get it to be ground and But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Dern's obviously a young guy. She's got the room to improve. I love the girl. I'm not trying to say anything about her, but I, I like her. I better in her last fight. Just I look at this fight. I, I I just get a little bit tempted by that plus money on the underdog. So. Yeah, it was for one round, Zach. How about the other four rounds where she outstruck her, though? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You guys are kind of forgetting, I think, what Marina's really good at here. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's talking about bad her takedown events, but how good is her striking? Fucking phenomenal. Knocked out Amanda Rivas, destroyed her. You know, everyone's forgetting that. She did get, she got grounded out in the first round. Second round, couldn't get taken out. Smashed her and knocked her out. So, we'll see. There's a uh, big advantage of the feet. Marina's one punch on Rivas, who got knocked out by a low ranked 115. I think it was Pollyanna Viana or something. Viana, yeah, yeah. Years yeah. ago. Um, early pick for Dawkins in Holland, Marcel reported. Uh, I mean, I picked Dawkins in the first one. It's like, how can I really go against I'm not going to change. Go against him? You know what I mean? But I always get sketched out when they run these fights back, man, because Kevin knows what's coming now. And uh, not that he didn't before. They, he knew he was going to get pushed, probably get taken out, pushed against the fence. And boring, and you're right. I agree. Dern looks good and she's great. She's young. And here's the other thing if she loses, she can still bounce back, though. You know, she's only 28, sure. I think, right? Yeah, 28. So. Yeah. Um, for sure. She's super young and, and, uh, you know, I, I think she's great. I'm not saying anything bad about her. I love, I love Mackenzie Dern. She's got to make a picker. <sighs> Any other comments here? Um, 
Let's do a quick contender series, dude. Yeah, yeah, let's do contender series. we got five minutes left, guys. Let's do contender series. Let's do contender series. Mark, so I think you picked all the favorites on this card. Is there any other dogs that you do like, though? Is there anyone that you like? I picked a couple dogs. Um, I picked Rodriguez and I picked Rosa. Was there anyone that you liked as a dog? Jared Goodman, uh, maybe, or? Not really, to be really honest. There's no one you like this week. That's fair. I, 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 I honestly thought Damon Jackson would be an underdog, but he went, he's now with the favorites. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to the contender series, guys. Let's do this. And this could be a card where all the favorites win. I just, how often does that happen? It just doesn't really happen often. I think there's going to be a couple upsets. I did pick two. We'll see. Um, let's talk about this card, Marcel, really fast. Mike Malott against Shimon Smoltrisky. This is the main event. Minus 175 for Malott, Canadian guy. Plus 155 for Smoltrisky. Israeli, uh, Jewish fighters, 21 years old, former Belter uh, fighter prospect. I'm almost surprised that Belter didn't bring him back. I mean, I know he's on their Israel cards and he probably was just on a one-fight deal, but they should have brought this kid back. I think he's a good prospect. Malat's a good prospect too. What do you think, Marcel? Man, as crazy as it sounds, I kind of feel like Malat is going to win this fight, man. I think Malat has uh, fought better opponents, in my opinion. Uh, he got a great win in his last fight against Solomon Renfro, who is also uh, – he, he's also fighting contender series later this year, so of uh, this, this month. So um, – I mean, I, I would go with uh, with Malot here. I think Malot is, is the underdog in this one. Or is he a favorite? I don't know. He's the favorite. No, he's the favorite. He's the favorite. Oh, okay. He's the favorite even. Um, and again, the line flipped so, in this one too. So Shimon opened as the favorite. It flipped. Yeah, it's it's really uh, tempting for many people all the time to go with the undefeated fighter. But I think Malot will probably win this fight, man. Everyone's on Malot, uh, Malot tonight. And I like the guy. I've actually seen him fight in person, which is crazy, Marcel. I saw his fight against, let's see, uh, Alan Wilson at, at SCC2. Uh, my boy uh, Lock of the Night was also there. We were both at that card. This is years ago, okay. seven years ago. So, And Cody Saftitz was the matchmaker for that card. He does another betting podcast. Great guy. So I, I've seen this guy fight in person. I've known him for a long time. He just hasn't been very active in the last few years. You know, Marcel barely fights anymore. Um, he's a guy that's a coach now at uh, Team Alpha Male, good coach and everything. I just... I don't know. I mean, he hasn't been fighting that often. I, I think Shimon can, can surprise people in this fight, Marcel. He's only 21 years old. He's super young and he's undefeated. He's been fighting since he was 16 as a pro. I like this kid a little bit. Um, but again, the, the level of competition is really low. So that's the problem here. Um, but I think he can win. So I, I would stay away from him a lot, personally. I wouldn't bet on him. I know everyone else is. I'm, I'm not doing it. What about this fight? Daniel Bear is against Carlos Hernandez. It's a pick of minus 110 each. So very close fight. What do you think of this one? I know uh, Carlos Hernandez, he fought his last fight for LFA, but I really like Daniel Barras, man. I think I, I saw him for fighting for Bama when Bama was still around. Now that for now uh, Bama is like the European Bellator series, we call it always Bamator. Mm-hmm. Um, he fought twice for, for Combate as well, I see. Um, yeah. I mean, I go with Barras here, man, and it would be fun yeah. to have another Spain fighter in the UFC again. Uh, he's 32, so he, he's not the youngest. You know, the other guy's 27. But um, I, I'm going with Barras here, man. I think he had better competition against him, and he he, he fought. Um, I, I like how he fights, you know, but I don't know too much about Carlos Hernandez. I saw one part of his in the LFA. Yeah. Um, that's it pretty much, man. Yeah, I agree with the, with the level of competition. It's been pretty poor, I think, for Hernandez. Like, he's fought a lot of scrubs, um, whereas Barez has been fighting some pretty good fighters like over the years. I like Barez in this fight, Marcel. This is one that I liked uh, when I first saw it, and it actually opened as an underdog, so the line fl- it didn't flip. It just got closer. It's even now. I like Barez to win the fight. I think he's I think he's worth a potential bet as an under as a pick-up price, minus 110. That'd be the guy I'd be looking at in this fight, guys, Daniel Barez. Next fight here, a little reason ones quickly, Marcel. Fernie Garcia against Joshua Weems. Fernie's minus 225. Weems plus 185. Weems missed weight. I like Garcia in this fight, Marcel. You like him too? Oh, for sure, man. I'm big. I'm actually a big fan of Fernie Garcia, man. He's yeah. for this MMA guy, good guy, trains with yeah. good guys. His only loss split decision was also very uh, controversial, I think. Yeah. He's a very good fighter, man. I, uh, I'm definitely going with Fernie Garcia here. I'm pretty confident in my pick as well here. Yeah, and the odds for this one, Weems open as a favorite. doesn't really make sense. Not really sure why they open okay, as a favorite, weird. but that's really weird to me. I, and he also took it on short notice. I think Garcia wins. He's a good parlay piece, I think. Um, Joseph Holmes against Shante Barnes. Holmes, 5-1 to one favorite here. He should win. Barnes has fought just absolutely horrible competition. Um, he's a guy that's oh, from boy, the show- Jay Ellis. I know. He's, I know he's, from, he's from the Showcase MMA promotion, so I've seen this guy fight, and I just I don't want to say anything bad about showcase because they they do a good job of setting these guys up for the future success by matching up with guys like Jay Ellis. But what does being Jay Ellis mean, Marcel? It means nothing, you know. So I gotta go with Joseph Holmes. I'm assuming you feel the same way about this one. 
I agree with you there, man. Yeah. There's also a short notice fight for uh, for Shante Barnes, by the way. But uh, yeah, I'm going with Joseph Joseph Holmes. Yeah. Joseph Holmes was supposed to fight Cody Brundage, by the way. So yeah, yeah. And then the last fight, Gennaro uh, Valdez against Patrick White. Uh, again, this line opened as a pick'em, and now Valdez is eight to one favorite. Opened at minus one 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 fifteen. That is crazy. Any thoughts? Yeah, I agree with it, man. I think Valdez should win here. And uh, Patrick White, uh, I see Alaska yeah. FC, and immediately I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, you know, that's also far- this is crazy. I don't know who opened this line. I don't want to – listen, the odds makers have a hard job, guys. But anytime you see a guy from Alaska FC, even including my boy Euros Medic, unfortunately, you've got to fade these guys. They're just not good. And the, the level competition is terrible, Marcel. I just don't trust this guy. Uh, Vardes is the guy who is the champion in Lux, right, if I'm not mistaken? Mm-hmm. Is he the lightweight champ? I don't know. Because, okay, sure. remember last week there was an, uh, his uh, Cell Hooper fought and one of the reporters yeah. was saying, hey, are you going to bring in the other guy who's in the crowd? And then Dana's like, yeah, yeah, we're talking about him. He's on this card, so no one knew that. But yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the guy. He's another Lux Fight League veteran. Let I me see. The lightweight champion. In Lux yeah, and champion. minus 800 is, is a high line, but he should win this fight, Marcel, I think. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm again, I'm picking well, most of the favorites, but I do think Spotryski can, uh, can surprise a little bit. He's a young guy. Last comment here from Daniel. Don't like Malat too inactive. Got put in his back foot by undersized CFFC fighter. I just don't see where the loves loves about for this guy, and and I don't know how big he is for 170 either. Marcel, I think that's it for today, man. Good podcast, fun stuff, guys. Marcel, plug yourself. Let's get out of here. Big Marcel 24 Twitter, Instagram. It's always the same, and MMA DNA WL Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. It's always the same, guys. Always the same. <laughs> there you go. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Martin Podcast. It's at MMAOddsbreaker.com. Uh, you guys can follow us there and the odds breaker at the, the betting odds up there. Um, what else I got coming up? BJPen.com, MyMinews.com, all the news, Elite Fantasy, Elite Sports Bank. I have my DFS stuff and uh, breakdowns and my and my bets this week. Also, a main card preview I'll have up for the All-Star. It's a new website I'm looking for. And then Bookies.com, working for them as well, doing a lot of stuff. So thanks again, guys, for joining us. Had a lot of fun today. Talk to you soon.